0: Teddy Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Tuesday morning, May the 2nd. And uh, a little bit of a mixed bag today. No baseball today, but we are going to discuss a little bit of golf. For the Wells Fargo Championship over at Quail Hollow down in the Carolinas. And uh, I put the model together. I haven't finished making all my bets, but I got to record the show. Uh, Now, so I can get on with my day. Um, So tomorrow we'll finish up the bets and we'll finish up and we'll do baseball tomorrow. NASCAR we'll do on Thursday, Friday, mixed bag. See what we get. But uh, I at least wanted to, I know I foreshadowed trying to do this on Tuesdays with the golf model and we're getting halfway there. So we'll discuss a little bit of golf, what I'm looking at. How the model looks right now. I'll at least post the model uh, over on Twitter. It's at Steady Picks underscore Tom. I'll put that over there, and um, you can take a look. Tomorrow we'll come back. We'll finish up. We'll make sure we have all the bets that that we need. I'll give out the ones I bet today. Um, but again, the reason we this whole thing came about is I really think we needed to bet golf a little bit earlier in the week. Um, It felt like by the time we get to Wednesday and then Thursday that all the good numbers are gone and the market's kind of settled into place. And yeah, is beating the market in golf from, you know, 30 to 1 to 25 to 1, is that going to make or break you? No, probably not. But just from a... Matchup or top 20, top 40 perspective. You know, we're probably talking substantial moves. We are talking substantial moves there. Even though it's, and we've talked about this before too. Even though it's plus 150 to plus 130, that's a huge move. uh, Probability wise, right? Whereas 30 to one to 25 to one is a much smaller percentage. So let's just do that little exercise here. I have the calculator up because I was looking at something. So say we're going from plus 175, which is 36.36% to plus 150. It's 40%. So roughly a 4% jump. If we look at 30 to one, which is 3.23%, 25 to 1, 3.85. So you can see even a 30 to 25 move is, I don't even less than a percent, like a half a percent of win probability, whereas plus 150 to plus 130 was 4%. So that's really, when you start thinking about things in that way, that's why we do that exercise all the time, because when you start thinking about it that way, you'll really start to, understand this whole betting thing and what is what exactly it is that we're doing because everything has a a win probability and everything has a percentage and that's how you have to think about it okay i'm off my uh soapbox anyway uh nascar winner yesterday we get martin truex jr we win a few units over in NASCAR between all of our bets Uh, good win with Martin Truex. We had Ross Chastain who was in the top three for most of the race. Um, we had him on an outright too. We, there were a couple guys up there that we didn't have. And I saw that late caution come out and I said, Oh boy, that's it. We're toast. I'm going to get screwed again. Uh, but nope, we got it done. Martin Truex gets home a couple of the other matchups and top uh, top 10 bets and other bits that we had floating around uh, got home as well, so it ends up being like a three-unit, three-unit, two and a half three-unit gain, uh, which is great because we had lost a few races in a row. So good to get back on the right track, and uh, that's that'll be updated on the website today. I think the uh, no one else from the Steady Picks team follows NASCAR. At even remotely. So when I send these to get put up and then they have to go review them and see if they get if they win or lose, I, they nobody realized that the race was moved from Sunday to Monday. And you wouldn't unless you follow it. So they're not blaming anybody, but they got to update it and fix it because I think they graded everything possibly incorrectly. So, but that'll be right. No doubt it'll get straightened out. Uh, but, yeah, really good win. Uh, there's nothing better than picking an outright. We haven't picked one in golf in quite some time, I don't think. Uh, when's the last time we picked the outright winner on? I mean, we may have to go back to the end of January with Max Homa at the Farmers. Is that the last time we've picked an outright winner? January 24th at the Farmers Insurance Open? It might be. It might be. But you have, That's why, and that is why people often, you know, laugh. And uh, I don't laugh. They just make snarky jokes or say things about, "Oh, why are you betting a quarter unit, point three unit on these outright guys? That that's not going to win you anything." I said, "Yeah, I, I get that, but betting the more that you." The more that you understand that betting is down to probabilities and it's also down to staying in the game. Like if you bust out, you're done. That's it. Uh and, and you have to do what you can to avoid that. You know, or you're or you're redepositing. Like you don't want to be redepositing. You want to put the amount you that you're comfortable with into your accounts, and that's it. You leave it there, you bet within that. And I could lose, I could not pick an outright winner for an entire year. And the bankroll is gonna be just fine because that's the way we have it sized. And that's the number one mistake I see that people don't do, truthfully, is nobody cares about their bankroll size and how much they should be betting. If you have a thousand dollars in your in your sports book account, or between all of the sports book accounts or whatever, you should not be betting $30, $40, $50 on outrights. You really shouldn't because three bad weeks and you know, you're picking five outrights, a couple hundred bucks a week on outrights. All of a sudden you don't win in four weeks and you lost. You're out. And so you just have to be mindful of that and, and be careful and, um, that was one of the things that, and I hate to bring this podcast up again, but the, the NASCAR guys, the podcast, you know, they're on there talking, you know, unit shaming people for a poll they put out that said, hey, how much money do you bet on an outright in NASCAR? But I assume this would be similar in golf for most people. You know, it was like $1 to $10, 11 to 25, 25 to 50, 50 plus. And like the overwhelming winner was like 10 to 25. And then they were going on and on about how they couldn't believe that people bet 10 bucks on a race. And that pissed me off. And I I promise I'm not going to listen to them next week because it just pissed me off because we have people that, that follow steady picks that, that bet $10 on these outrights. And you should never, ever, shame somebody for betting smaller if it's going to keep them in the game longer and it's within their bankroll. Like that comment should never, ever be made. If you got a thousand bucks and you're betting $10 on five outrights and then sprinkling in some top forties, top thirties, some matchups, you're going to be in the game a long time. I'll tell you that right now. And that's what you want. You don't want to go bust. You want to be in the game as long as you can. Um, because winning's hard and you got to get a little lucky and blah, blah, blah. That's a different conversation. But the fact that, you know, they're out there like, wow, I can't believe people bet $20 on a race. Why are you even watching? It's like, all right, guy, like fucking relax. Um, I just didn't like the comments. You know, if you're betting 10, 20 bucks on a weekend to watch your golfer try and win, No problem with that. No problem. Hell, I really don't even think, like nobody's out here betting hundreds of, I shouldn't say nobody, very few people are out here betting $500 on these outrights. And I don't even know if he'd be allowed because I don't do it. I'll tell you that right now. like I don't do that. And almost nobody does. Why? Because you'll go bust unless you have a billion dollar bankroll, you'll go bust way too fast. Betting on 25, 30, 40 to one. I mean, do you realize what those numbers mean? 40 to one, right? One in every 40, this will happen. If the odds are fair. I know there's arguments on the, The real number of the real probability versus what the book offers because they have the hold. So you have to take that out. But if you took just at face value, 40 to 1, 1 in every 40, this will happen. It's like flipping a coin. 1 in every 2 will be heads. That doesn't always happen, but that's the math behind it. Just like this 1 in every 40, this guy should win, but that doesn't always happen. And so you think about that. If you bet 40 to one guys all season long, like there's less than, there's what, 46 um, events in a year, in a calendar year, you might only win one. Like really, you might only win one outright. So you just have to, and I go on this ramble to say like, we haven't picked an out since january i don't sweat it one bit we just continue going on our way we had a good week at mexico open um really good win week at mexico open we've actually returned if you've been following the running total uh we've actually returned to uh well it says point 0. 0 but i don't think it's literally 0 it's like less than point 1 so we are For all intents and purposes, even. After a 2.3 unit gain. Last week, I think we are down like .08 units. And that's with hitting one outright since all, all calendar year. And that was in January. So there's other ways to do this. There's other ways to focus on golf and what you need to do. And... It's no big deal. You just got to keep on grinding away. So with all that said, let's talk about the model for this week. Uh, Quail Hollow Golf Club. They've played this numerous times. Um, Last year, they played Quail Hollow for the PGA Championship. So we we can lean on that data if we'd like. 2021, it was Wells Fargo. 2020 was Wells Fargo. In 19, it was Wells Fargo, I believe. Um, I think the only weird one in recent memory is playing this course for the PGA Championship last year. Now, you got to be careful. If you go back to look at, if you're putting together any kind of numbers or looking at data, you can't just take Wells Fargo history and look at that without understanding that Last year, they did not play at Quail Hollow, so it's not going to be accurate. But this is a super long course. Driver, got to hit the ball far. You got to be somewhat accurate. Greens are tough. Uh, speeds are tough. The rough is not that tough. But this is a long golf course. Make no mistake about it if you look at just some very basic see if we can find this very basic stats on this fourth longest course on tour uh fourth toughest played three par fives five par fours at 480 yards or more uh yeah i mean this is gonna be and i'll just uh, Include this real quick, but Ron, uh, Ron Kloss on Twitter, he posts a couple really really good recaps of like the course, so I would highly recommend going and following him. He posts just every week on the dot. He's one of the only people that I have notifications on for because he'll tweet out, "Hey Quail Hollow, this is the course. Here's just a little summary of the course," which I use every week to talk on here. I'll look at what he says the course is all about, and I'll read that back to you. We do that every time. Longest course, this many yards, so-and-so. That's where where I get it from. I could get it from a million places, but I like the way he writes it down. Quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, it's a tough course. Very tough course. Um, and so the other... Stats that we're looking at here. Remember the new model. It's got the weighted averages, which is our four main stats off the tee approach around the green putting, and then the four additional stats. So what of four other stats are we using this week? We're using good drive percentage, drive distance. Approach from the fairway, 175 yards or more. Approach from the rough, 175 yards or more. The fairways aren't that big here and the rough isn't that penal. So I do think you'll see guys bombing it and not necessarily caring if it ends up in the fairway or the rough. So I wanted to see who's good out of the fairway, who's good out of the rough. And um, I don't quite know how to average that or uh, weight the two of those, like what happens more often. I mean, I would assume the approach happens much more often, so that should be weighted, but it's kind of a weird uh, thing to think about. Like the guys that hit it farther probably spend more time in the rough. So you kind of have to be careful, but those are the four additional stats that we're going to go with this week that we've come up with. Um, So that's for the weighted averages. And then on the last 36 weighted course in comparison, or comparable stats. Again, same eight core set of stats, but really here what we've done is we've taken a couple of correlated courses, Tory Pines, Bay Hill, that's from Ron as well. He says those are those are pretty correlated. Uh, the guys over at VSIN often say the same thing. That's one I'll listen to every week, but they say similar things to Ron as far as correlated courses go every week. But this is a long to very long course. You wade in the Bermuda greens with the the uh, overseed of the whatever they call that grass. Oh boy, I'm not much of a grass guy. So people usually lose me when it comes to grass uh, because I'm just here to, I just hit the ball. But we waded in the grass. We waded in that it's long. Difficult course, a couple of correlated courses. And then I still left this at 100% correlation rating, right? So we can go from zero to 100. The only time I'm going to turn that down really is if we play a course that we've either never played before or something else weird that we haven't played in a long time or that's drastically changed, like a remodel or something, which Quail Hollow did go undergo a, a, a pretty substantial change in like 2017. Uh, but that's the only time I'm really going to turn that down because I think it's important to to like, if if we can have stuff that makes sense there, let's have it. If we can't, we'll turn it down. So all that goes into the calculator and we come out with a couple of guys on top whole bunch of guys on top all the way down the field and do, do do okay at the top a little bit strange I'm not quite sure maybe I need to rework some of this stuff which is why I've only made a few bets but Tyrell Hatton is at the very top of the model His last five tournaments have been pretty darn good. A T42 here back in 2020, which might be 2019. And his numbers just line up really, really well. You look at the course and comparison, the comparison section, and wow, really good on long courses, difficult courses. He's similar to Torrey Pines, Bay Hill, that that kind of stuff. He's really lights out. Uh, Corey Connors is second. He shows up really well also. Victor Hovland, Sung J.M., Xander Shawfley, Cameron Young, Tony Finau, Colin Morikawa, Patrick Cantlay, Tom Kim, who is ranked number one in good drive percentage on both the course comparison stats and the weighted average stats. Really good off the tee there, or in that specific category. Uh, Hayden Buckley's number two. He's a little bit down the list, a couple spots. Shane Lowry's up here, Justin Thomas, Patrick Rogers, Kirk Kitayama, who's usually a bomber. Uh, And down and down we go. I'm not quite sure how I feel about how this turned out because, you know, Rory's pretty far down. Uh, He's ranked maybe just outside the top 10 even, 13th, uh, which is pretty crazy to see. Max Homa actually ranks pretty low, even though I did take a bet on him uh, a couple of di- yesterday I bet him, but not really the best stats heading into this one. Um, But again, I'll have this posted over on Twitter. It's at Steady picks underscore Tom. I'll get this posted and I'll walk you through just a couple of the bets I've made so far. And you're free to make these, not make these, wait till tomorrow. We can talk about more about it, but want to get these ones out. Cameron Young, 20 to 1 for half a unit. Tyrell Hatton, 35 to 1 at DraftKings. Really important you get Tyrell at DraftKings. Uh the best number in market by far i also bet on top 30 minus 110 for a full unit Uh, max homa 24 to 1 at fandle for a half a unit dylan Wu half a unit uh for top 40 from bet rivers barstool and then steven jaeger top 40 plus 175 for a full unit uh, at bet rivers and barstool So, a couple of top 40s to to mess around with. Steven Yeager and Dylan Wu are both um, near each other in the model. They're like in the 30 range. Steven Yeager's a little farther outside, maybe. Uh, But Dylan Wu's in the 30. He's number 30 on the model. Really strong numbers uh, for the core specific stuff or the the comparable course stuff approach from the fairway. Really good. Good drive percentage is fifth. He's number one in approach fair from the fairway, 175 yards or more. So all good stuff. And uh I'll take a shot on him. The other guy I was looking at was Hayden Buckley. He's pretty good off the tee. Good drives. He ranks second in both for the weighted average section of this. Never played this course, it doesn't look like, but some really good finishes in his last three tournaments, which makes me think Patrick Rogers is another guy. Ranks really high. A lot of good finishes. T-37 here uh, in 2021. And so I think Patrick Rogers will make it onto the card. Just got to find the right bet for him. but I'm sort of staying away from like the very top of the board. Like Gary Woodland, I really want no part of, just a terrible putter. You're not going to win much with when you're 133rd putting on the weighted averages. That's weighted from last year, this year, in the last 20 rounds. And You're 133rd. That's really, really bad. In fact, the next guy that's lower than you as you scroll down the lu- the list, the model list, is Luke List. Comes in at 141st, and he's, you know, 30 spots below Gary Woodland. Uh, but that is going to do it for us today. That's going to do it for us. Hope everyone enjoyed episode we are really trying to get this model posted on the website i can tell you we are hard at work trying to do that so we'll see if we can get it done but until then steadypicks.com it'll be posted there in its own little article which i'll tweet out as the day goes on steadypicks radio wake up and wager thank you so much we'll talk to you tomorrow